This week we walk with fire. We're looking at the baptism of Jesus and the full encompassing actions that this has on his walk and on the church as a whole. It's all about purpose and passion. Two things that when combined create a fire that burns, that turns cities upside down and lives are changed. And yet we look around and we see cities full of churches and no no purpose, no passion. Where have we gone wrong? What do we need to do to regain these? That's what we discussed today. guys remember to bring your comfy shoes you get your water bottles do you remember last week I told you we're on this walk it's a long walk to the cross a long walk with Christ it's going to be quite a journey well my niece um, one of my nieces I have many um, one of my nieces she has a very peculiar nickname. She's earned it over the years. Um, while most people know her as Emma, my family has taken to calling her Pokey Little Puppy. She's earned it, really. Um, this, this wonderful little girl uh, can take tying her shoes or putting socks on to a whole nother level. I mean, seriously, she, she can turn this into an all-day event. If you go out for a walk, you can have her start ahead of you. You could, you could have her start at this end of the sanctuary, and as you're walking, in no less than five minutes, she'd probably be 20 feet behind you because she has no push or motivation. And I, I love my sister, and I feel for her because every single day it is a constant struggle to get her daughter to move. Her pants could be on fire, and she'd still walk around like a pokey little puppy. Now, don't don't mishear what I'm saying. We love her. We love her to death. But some days, it's just hard. (laughs) Of course, I'm sure all of you can relate to that in some way. I'm sure some of you have those pokey little puppies, those people in your lives, the co-workers who never seem to get with the program, the the family members who you want to just come on, let's go. We, we have that in our lives, and we have to learn to relate with those people, to help them, to work with them, because it's difficult. And of course, I know that there are days where we all kind of want to be that pokey little puppy. That day when we just want to put on sweatpants, kick it up, and just not care about a thing. It'd be wonderful. (laughs) Amen. But the problem is, is that if we live a life like that, we never get to the end of our journey. We never finish the walk. And so we have to somehow find a way to move beyond that in ourselves and a way to help others move beyond that so that together we might reach the end. So that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at a way we can walk with some 
fire instead of like a pokey little puppy. So if you can, please turn to Luke chapter 3. We'll be looking at verses 15 through 17, and then we'll be jumping to 21 through 22. Now, you'll remember the first section of this from a couple weeks ago back in Advent. We read about this because it was speaking about the anticipation of the one to come. And we are going back to it to remind us of the one who was to come. And then we are looking at what happened when that one finally came. And we'll be seeing this whole unveiling of walking with fire and how it means us as a church can walk in that same fire. Now, something to take note of is in this time, these people were, were struggling with a, a change in perception. It used to be that God spoke to his people through prophets, men and women of God who would speak on behalf of him to the nations. But then it almost seemed as if it started to go away and people began to wonder, has God abandoned us? Has God left us? Why is he not speaking through his prophets anymore? And so people began to say, well, his prophets must not have been adequate. So we will abandon the prophets and we will only accept the authority of God himself. Any heavenly miracle that happens, that is how we will know it is from God. Pay attention today as we read through these verses to see how God chooses to interact with his people. It's very important to how we understand his work today. I ask that if you are able that you please stand with me as we read Luke 3, 15 through 17, and then 21 through 22. It says, As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. We will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Going down to verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God, and together we say, thanks be to God. You may have a seat. Heavenly Father, as we dig into your word and as we look to uncover what you mean by your son's baptism, by what you mean to walk with fire, I pray that you may speak to us now. Enlighten us with that same spirit. Descend upon us like a dove so that we might be empowered. It is in your name we pray. Amen. The first thing that we see here, the first thing in order to not be that pokey little puppy, is to understand that we have a purpose. We truly have a purpose in life, and it's not just to live. It's not just to make it to the end. We have a genuine purpose that is supposed to drive us throughout our life. 
And you can see this here as we read John. He, he talks about this one to come, this Messiah. And what Jesus is supposed to do here, he comes to clear house, so to speak. He comes to begin a revolution of sorts. He comes with the power of the Spirit and with fire to change hearts, either for the better or for the worse. You see, he is starting this process that is going to take and set the world on fire. And those who know God, those who choose to believe in God, are going to be refined by that fire. They're going to be renewed and empowered and given a new purpose to live. Those who choose not to believe will be burned up. And this is the purpose that he is given as the Messiah to go out and to do, to start training people to also do. And so this is what he then gives to his disciples, who then give them to their disciples, who have been passed on for years and years to us. To go out to start a fire. Not a literal fire, please. We don't need arson on our list, but we do need a spiritual fire be sent. And this is what we have been given as our mission to go out and change hearts by lighting a fire. Letting God through his spirit refine people so that they choose to either accept him as Lord and Savior or to reject him and be burned up. And this purpose is what gives us the drive each and every day. You see, in order to do that, we have to accept the first part of our vision to build meaningful relationships. Because it's impossible to start a fire in someone's life if you don't know who they are. It's impossible to be able to speak into their lives in a way that the Holy Spirit can truly work if you don't know their name. And while there might be exceptions to that, more times than not, the work of the Spirit happens when there is a meaningful relationship between two people. And so that is what we need to do. Begin to build those meaningful relationships with those who do not know about this fire, who do not know about the Spirit, who do not know God himself, so that we can let that fire burn. So it can change them, hopefully for the better. You see, building relationships is kind of like wood when it comes to fire. You need it. It's a fuel. The more relationships you have, the more connections you have with people, the, the more you can spread that fire. If you take a piece of twig and you throw it on a fire, it's gone in a second. But if you have three or four cores of wood that you can burn, how long will that fire last? How big can that fire be when it has that much fuel to burn. Well, along with purpose, there has to be a passion. Specifically, there needs to be a passion for what has been called upon us. Jesus, he comes, and we don't see this in this particular gospel reading, but in Matthew, you would read where John and Jesus are going back and forth with each other. I can't baptize you. You need to baptize me. And he says, no, in order to fulfill the law, baptize me. And, and so John gives in and baptizes Jesus because it is the right thing to do. 
Think about that for a second. The Son of God, the Holy One, the Blameless One, one who is without sin, submits to his creation, submits to a lesser form of baptism, a baptism that was designed to take away sins that he didn't have. None of that was necessary for him. But by submitting to that, it allowed him to have a passion continue to build up within him so that he could further go out and burn brighter. Now, I, I relate to this in a sense. Because when I was called to ministry, I wanted to go. I wanted to get out. I wanted to get out of high school and get a church and just start doing ministry. And I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to be hindered. But I was told, you need to go to college. You need to get some training. You need to get some of that book learning. And I fought against that. I struggled with that because I thought, it is not right. Who says I have to have a piece of paper before I can start serving God? Well, no one. I'll, I'll make that plain and clear. The calling is the calling regardless. But what I did find out was that by submitting myself to those years of learning, those years of studying, those years of deep thinking, trying to wrestle with complex ideas and theologies, the passion I had for ministry grew. The passion I had to serve people grew much greater than if it was just left up to me to try to figure out on my own. Along with the baptism, we see him pray. And especially in the book of Luke, there's many times where Jesus prays and he says, Lord, th this isn't for me and you, but this is for them, so may they hear it. And I wish we had what he prayed. Because he prayed so powerfully that the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. It's kind of like the prayer that Peter and John gave to the disciples in Samaria, where then the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Again, the one who is a part of God, the one who is God himself, having to pray is nonsensical. But he submits to it so that his passion might grow. And as an example for us as well, because we have chores to do in the Christian life. We have those menial tasks it's that cultivating a Christian community aspect of our vision. The everyday questions and answers, the continuous prayer and Bible readings and scripture studies and, and gathering together to play games. It's all of these things that are just kind of low-key that continue to feed our passion for one another. And so we need to submit to it, to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us in a way that we don't say, this is beneath me. I don't need to do this anymore. I need this every single day in order to have a genuine passion for my calling. If purpose is the wood to fire, Passion is oxygen. Because you can have a fire with very little oxygen. It just burns very, very low. 
But the more you work at it and the more oxygen you give a fire, the, br- the brighter and the hotter it burns. So, continue to let that passion grow so that that fire may burn brighter and hotter inside of you. Now, as I promised, the, the last section, how Jesus was spoken about, how God revealed himself to his people. He didn't just choose one or the other. He didn't just choose to speak through his prophet, John, and he didn't just choose to speak from heaven to the people. He chose both ways. He chose both ways to confirm, this is my son. This is the Messiah. You need to listen to him. You need to follow him. Learn from him. And I would dare say that God is still working in that same way today. He is still speaking through prophets. He's still speaking through himself. Now, I will not claim to ever be a prophet of the Lord But as your pastor, I will say this. God is calling us to begin walking with fire again. He's tired of us walking around like pokey little puppies, thinking that our lives are just a bit of work to do before we reach the end, because we will never get there if we continue with that attitude. He wants us to walk with purpose and passion so that we can actually do something different in this world. Think about it. Jesus had such a fire in him that when he walked by people, they stopped what they were doing to follow him. People would go out for days into wilderness to sit and listen to him. His disciples had so much passion and purpose that they would cause uproars in cities. Paul is accounted for actually causing an entire city to go into such an uproar that the soldiers had to come in and personally say, if you citizens don't calm down, you're all out of here. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that some kind of a mac? Why do we not see that today? Why do we not see churches upheaving communities in such a powerful and meaningful way that people can't help but say, my God. Because we've chosen to walk like pokey little puppies. We've resorted to allowing just a little bit of wood, a little bit of oxygen to burn our fire so that it doesn't go out. But it's kind of like the candles in the back of the room. They're not very bright. We need that passion back. We need that purpose back. We need this fire back. Without it, we might as well close our doors and give up on what we're doing because we're not going to make a difference. And I don't want to see that. So we have one option. Walk with a fire. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, consume us. Consume us with your passion and your purpose for this world, for this community, for this church, that we might be so 
filled that we cannot contain it, and this fire just bursts forth out of us. Fill us with this fire so much so that as we walk by people, they stop what they're doing to follow us. That we might cause this city to become in an uproar because of what you are doing through us. Let us walk with a fire again, God. Let us walk again with a passion and a purpose that is so meaningful. Let us not resort to this life of a pokey little puppy. It has no concerns and no purpose, no drive. God, your voice moves over the waters. Immerse us in your grace. Mark us with your images and raise us to live our baptismal vows. Empowered by the Holy Spirit and the example of Christ our Lord in whose name we pray. Amen. I send you into your community to walk with fire so that you can make disciples. Go.